Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to an edition of the Selling Greenville podcast. As always, I am your host, Stan McCune, realtor right here in Greenville, South Carolina. And as always, you can find all of my contact information in the show notes. Feel free to reach out to me to talk real estate, to shoot the breeze, whatever it may be. Let me know. I would be happy to to help you with anything real estate related that I can help you with. And uh, if you like this show, please subscribe to it. Make sure you don't miss any episodes and uh, give us a rating or, or a review. I don't know what just happened there. My R's got all slurred together. Give us a rating or a review. We would love to, uh, to see those ratings, to see those reviews come through. It really helps the show. Um, and I just want to apologize that um, I have moved my microphone a lot, around a little bit. And I realize the last few episodes have uh, been a little echoey, so hopefully this one will be a little bit better. I tried to relocate my microphone so it's not so close to the wall, and uh, I'm speaking more into an open space, which I think will help there to be less of an echo. Um, Hopefully that helps to make this a little bit more enjoyable for you guys to listen to. Um, What are we talking about today? We are talking about rain today because we have gotten so much rain. I'm recording this on... Uh, Friday, May the 29th, we had flash flooding uh, not too long ago, just what, about a week ago, uh, flash flooding. We've had that happen multiple times this year. We had a 100-year flood earlier this year. I mean, it has just been crazy. Um, I, I feel like I need to go out and build an ark, right? Not just for the flooding, but, you know, the ark also kind of doubles as a, as a good quarantine type of uh, type of place, you know, you can just go out on the ark, just float around, don't have to have any contact with anyone. Um, and, you know, that could be a really good business idea for someone. Maybe there's someone out there that's like, yeah, you know what? Um, I uh, I sell arcs, you know, and, and it helps you to survive all the hundred year floods. And it helps you to, to not run into people that have COVID-19. That can be uh, really helpful for someone. And uh, maybe one of you out there will create a business doing that. Me, on the other hand, I'm trying to figure out how to sell houses with all this rain. And I don't have any notes in front of me for this podcast. I am winging it because I just want to talk about the rain with you guys. I have had real estate deals nearly fall through. I've had real estate deals fall through. um, and, And a lot of other things related directly to the rain. So we need to talk about this, all right? And here's what we need to talk about. When we have flash floods, it is an unusual environment. And it's unusual for us to have this many in one year. All right. Some of you might be saying, well, if we've had multiple flash floods this year, shouldn't we just be prepared for it? Um, Yes and no. I mean, it's unusual for Greenville to have as much rain as we've had this year. I mean, this has just been nuts. Every single day we have rain. Um, There are a lot of years where we've had droughts. So I'm not overreacting to the flash floods, and I'm encouraging you guys not to overreact to the flash floods. Guess what happens when there's a flash flood? Every single crawl space gets water in it. Um, I had a client that was under contract for a property that got four inches of water in it. That was not at all the most that I heard from the past week. I heard crawl spaces with six seven inches of water in it. People that, uh, pest inspectors, I know home inspectors that went in uh, several crawl spaces this past week uh, noted that they all had water in them. The point 
of doing these inspections and, and the point of trying to, to look at moisture and all of that isn't to de determine what happens in the worst case scenario, right? A flash flood is a very unusual worst case scenario. What's more telling is what the crawl space moisture was before or a few days after the flooding. So, um, and, and remember, we just had this flooding a couple of months ago. So let's say that you um, are under contract for a house and you had an inspector down there take moisture readings prior to the flooding that happened. And the moisture readings came in low. By low, I mean probably lower than 20%, right? Uh, above 20% is when a lot of inspectors start to get worried. Some will say maybe, you know, 17, 18%, you should start getting worried. Most of them that I talk to, they start getting worried above 20%. So let's say that before all this flash flooding happened, it's still been very wet, and we had flash flooding like two and a half months ago. Um, the the cross space moisture was, you know, 17, 18, 19%. Um, that's indicative that the uh, moisture levels are drying out, that that crawl space is drying out. We've had a lot of rain. We've had flash floods. For it to not be over 20%, that is a great sign, generally speaking. Now, obviously, you need to talk to an inspector about a specific instance, but I'm talking generally speaking. That's a good sign. That means that crawl space is drying out. Um, it gets a, If that crawl space just got a bunch of water in it, and before you had measured it with decent moisture readings, and now it's got all this water in it. Personally, I think you need to, to give it some time and let's see if it dries out. What, what are the moisture levels a week from now? Maybe you might need to check two weeks from now. Because the main concern, as I understand it, is that you don't want the moisture to get trapped down there. It's, it's going to have moisture. There's going to be, when, it, when there's a flash flood, you're going to have standing water in a crawl space. Let's just be real here. But what we don't want to happen is for moisture to get trapped down there and for that moisture then to evaporate into the wood uh, of the house, the floor joists and the, the, the different framing that's down there. Not going to get too in the weeds on all of that. But the main thing, you don't want your floor to start you know, having issues because the floor joists, the beams and whatnot down there are damaged by wood-destroying fungus. Now, my understanding is that as long as your crawl space is, is for the most part, under 28% moisture in the wood, um, that you should be okay. That generally, that, that's the level that, the, that we start getting concerned about wood-destroying fungus. Like I said, over 20%, you should start taking notes. Why is it over 20%? Are there broader issues here? Um, once it gets over 28%, you've got real problems. Now you're going to start having, again, if it's, if it's over 28% for an extended period of time, you're going to start seeing wood destroying fungus most likely start to grow and that can really cause damage to your house. Now these things, it's very important to know that these things are all correctable. And it, it really, the main concern is, is it going to be expensive? But usually it's not. I mean, by expensive, I mean, usually it's not going to be $15,000, for instance. Even if you've got wood-destroying fungus down there, that can be treated. Crawl spaces can be dried out. 
You put a vapor barrier that helps to, to keep the moisture that's in the ground from going up to the wood. Um, you can put a sump pump in there so that when water comes in, it just shoots it back out, back outside. You can build French drains um, in order to, when the water is coming towards the house, it goes into the drain instead and, and is redirected somewhere else. There are a lot of ways to correct these things, and oftentimes they're not that expensive. Um, oftentimes, even replacing floor joists and whatnot, um, as long as there's not a ton that needs to be replaced, oftentimes that's not very expensive either. You might even have, have to, to jack up uh, a part of the, of, of the foundation or maybe jack up a floor joist. These things sound a lot scarier than they are. Oftentimes, you'll be paying more to get a professional painter for your house, or even a non-professional painter for your house, than you will to fix some of those very basic moisture issues. Now, what, what's frustrating is that you uh, don't benefit from the cross space uh, from the standpoint of, of, you know, like being able to, to use that space. You know, that, that what you have, what you're using the cross space for doesn't tangibly benefit you. Um, and so you don't want to have to sink a ton of money into a space that you're not actually using for anything other than, you know, that it supports your house. And, you know, you might have a water heater down there or a furnace down there or something like that. Um, so I understand that and I get that. Um, but a lot of people will overreact to water in the crawl space. There is a whole lot more to consider. Now, how does water end up into inside of a house or inside of a crawl space? I'll tell you what, the first thing you need to look at, and I have run into this multiple times with homes I've flipped, I've run into this multiple times with homes my clients have had, the first thing you look at is not the ground. You got to look up because those gutters are probably more often than not going to be the reason why there's water that's that's going where it shouldn't go. You'd be shocked how frequently bad gutters cause moisture issues in a home. And um, that is true also for a, a home on a, found, uh, on a slab foundation. Just sold a home, just had a client uh, close this past week on a home that, that was on a slab foundation. And guess what happened during the, the flash flooding we had? Well, we didn't see it. But when we did the final walkthrough, we were in the back of the house where there's an exterior door and uh, my clients were looking around and, and, you know, I do some basic looking around myself just to make sure I don't see anything. And sure enough, I noticed, hmm, the baseboards near that exterior door look a little bit odd. wonder what's going on there. I walk up to it. They're discolored and swollen. The baseboards on either side of the door and have a clear moisture pattern uh, spreading from the door down the sides of the, of the baseboards. I touched them. Sure enough, they were wet. Water had come in through that door somehow. We're not exactly sure how it came in, but we, thankfully, because we caught that during the walkthrough, we were able to get the seller to, uh, to replace those baseboards. If I had to guess, I would guess it's probably that the gutters are clogged or that something is malfunctioning with the gutters. I told my client, Make sure that you clear out those gutters uh, when you get a chance. Get a leaf blower, blow those gutters out. Make sure that they're clear. When it rains, look at what's happening. Um, it could also be that the gutters are, are just not sloped correctly. They may not have the proper slope. 
to ensure that the water goes where it needs to. Um, also, gutters, when, when there's flooding, they can just get overwhelmed. You know, they, they might not be able to drain the water quickly enough, and so water may overflow. Well, guess what? If the water overflows, it can overflow one of two directions, either on the uh, house side of the gutters or the, non, or the yard side of the gutters. Oftentimes, they will overflow in both directions. And so this will result in, in a separate thing that I saw happen during the flooding, which was we went into a house, and there was actually standing water on the floor. And it wasn't very clear where it was coming from. I mean, it was near an exterior door. Um, but the long story short was that those gutters did, you could tell that those gutters had problems on that house and we were there in the rain and we saw, we saw that happening. And what I think happened is that the gutters got overwhelmed. They were clogged and water seeped up above the fascia and soffit and then seeped down the door and basically came out of, of the wall and into the home. And I've seen that now on a few homes this year. So that is not an uncommon thing uh, right now in this crazy wet environment to run into. If gutters aren't the problem, it could be the grading of the home. And what I mean by that is, is the soil, is the dirt around the home sloped so that when water hits it, it just runs away from the home rather than running to the home. If it runs to the home, we call that a negative grade. The grading of the home is, is negative. It's supposed to be a positive grade. It's supposed to be able to let the, that water just go away from the home. We, we don't want water coming towards your home. That's a problem. And you might need to also, uh, you might need to, to put soil up to, um, to do that, to correct the grading issues. Um, you could also run into an issue with your downspouts. If your downspouts are not pushing water far enough away from the house, you might want to extend those. You might want to put splash blocks down. There's a lot of different things out there, but you need water to be going away from your house. If it doesn't go away from your house, it's going to cause problems. And it doesn't matter if you're on a crawl space or a slab foundation. Moisture can cause problems. Now, slab foundations are a whole lot lower maintenance in this regard. Uh, but again, like I said, on that one home that was a slab foundation, what happened when the moisture came in, it didn't have the option of going down, so it just went into the baseboards. And because modern-day baseboards are not made out of solid wood, uh, the materials that they're made out of, they just soak that water in like a sponge. And they just swell up, and, uh, and, and it doesn't look good when that happens. So you've got to be on the lookout for that in these homes. There is a lot that can go wrong. Um, if the water pools around different areas of the house, it can actually cause the, the some more settling of the house. So it's normal for a house to settle, right? It's normal in my house uh, upstairs, there's a section where you can see settling that has caused a, a part of the crown molding to kind of um, where, where they connected two pieces of crown molding together. One piece is a little bit lower than the other. That type of settling, that's normal. But you don't want your house to be settling like... Uh, it should only be settling so much, right? Um, and most of the settling happens right away. 
it, it, you don't want um, a house that is, you know, say 40, 50 years old to be, you know, settling. Uh, if you're seeing substantial settling on an older home, you might have an issue. Let me say it that way. Um, and I ran into a situation recently with a home that had a brick veneer and the, the, there were cracks in the brick, cracks in the mortar joints, um, a, a lot of different things like that. And I actually talked to a structural engineer about this and he, uh, you know, discussed with me thing, a lot of things that I already knew, but in his words, the brick veneer is less flexible than the, the framing of the house. And uh, again, I'm not going to get into all the construction uh, lingo, but the brick veneer is not what's holding up the house for the most part. There is actual framing, and that's the part of the house that's important. The brick veneer, though, is not very flexible. And so when there's a little bit of settling, that brick, you're going to start seeing some cracks in it. That doesn't mean that the framing behind it is necessarily damaged. The framing behind it is more flexible, has more give than the brick does. Um, in part, because the framing is made out of wood, wood expands and contracts with moisture naturally anyway, and, and brick doesn't in the same way. His recommendation, if you see that and you're concerned about it, go look at the drywall on the, um, on the inside of the house on that same area of the house. Um, in other words, you see, let's say that you see cracked brick on the the west uh, side of the house, go to the wall uh, on the inside of the house on the west side, see if that wall is cracked. Is that showing signs of settling? If so, then that's that's not a good thing, right? That means that possibly that the crack, uh, that the settling issue is more than just a brick veneer problem. It's actually coming all the way through um, and into the house and maybe impacting the uh, the actual framing of the house, the actual structure of the house. That's one thing just to look at. That's not uh, a, you know, a guaranteed method for determining that a house is having some foundation issues or, or what have you, but, but that's something to look for. He also mentioned, look in the crack, in the brick itself, see, uh, you know, is there dust accumulating in there? Like, is this an old crack? Is this a new crack? I mean, most homes with brick veneer, uh, in our area are 40, 50 years old. Now they, they do build uh, some newer homes with brick veneer, but that's something that if it's a 50 or uh, 40 year old home, that crack may have been there for 30 years. Um, and so if you own the home and you, you see a crack like that, you can go ahead and fill that in with more mortar. You don't want to use caulk, um, but, but fill it in with more mortar like that and see if that continues to crack. That might show you that, that there is a current problem rather than an old problem. Um, ultimately, if that is the case, it may all be related to the way water is running off because water can do different things to the ground, can cause uh, ground to, uh, to become more compact or can cause, uh, you know, runoff of the soil, a whole lot of things can happen that ultimately cause a home to start sinking or a part of the home to start sinking. You don't want that to happen. It's happening in Venice. The entire city is going to be underwater or so we're told. Um, that's really sad. Um, and it's really sad if it happens to your home as well. 
So just keep all, keep all of that in mind. Um, what I'm telling to buyers and sellers right now is don't freak out when there's a flood. These things are all correctable. You have options of fixing gutters. You have options of adding vapor barriers. If you need to put a sump pump into the crawl space to shoot the water back out, that is an option. This costs like $500 to put a sump pump in. Um, you know, if you need a French drain, French drains can be expensive, but it depends on how, how big the drain needs to be. It might not need to be that big. Um, in which case, you know, you're paying by the linear foot of the French drain. So uh, if it's a small French drain, you might not have to pay that much overall. It's just something to keep in mind. If you're a buyer, don't let the fact that there is moisture in a crawl space during a flash flood immediately f cause you to freak out. There is more to consider. It may be the kind of thing where, okay, this is a problem. Like I said, there's you've got to put the entire puzzle together. If you're a seller and you get a bad CL100 due to a flash flood, I would personally go back to the buyer and say, listen, you need to, to wait a week and do the CL100 when we don't have a flash flood because this is not um, this this is not uh, normal conditions. We need to see what what the moisture levels are in this home during normal conditions. Um, but you need to look at what is happening. If you do have moisture issues, look at what happens when it rains. Walk around your house in the rain. Look at the gutters. Is water overflowing the gutters? Maybe they just need to be cleaned out. Maybe they need to be reinstalled. Look at, is there a negative grade? Is water flowing towards your house in some way? In that case, you might need to have someone come and, and uh, do some, some grading uh, around your lot. You may need to put in a French drain, but everything is correctable, and uh, you need to be, come at it from a level-headed approach, understanding, okay, it's not the end of the world. We, we want to make sure that, that fungus doesn't grow in the crawl space, right? That is the ultimate goal. We want to make sure no fungus grows in the crawl space. We want to make sure no water comes in our home, you know, outside of where we want it, in the bathtub, in the shower, in the toilet. Um, we want to make sure that water is not coming into our home from the outside. And so uh, there are a few things to look for and a few things to do if that happens. These are correctable issues. And so don't let these conditions freak you out. These are unusual conditions for the upstate. Um, and if you run into an issue with water, Get the right people involved that are level-headed that won't freak you out. Remember, a lot of contractors um, that you have come look at, at your home, they're going to try to, to give you a worst-case scenario because they want to jack up the price, right? They want to get you to, to pay as much as possible in order to get the biggest job as possible in order to make the most money. Um, so if you have a contractor come out, you might need to have a few different contractors come out to get a few different opinions. They'll all say something a little bit different, uh, because they all have different experiences and some might be more ethical than others. Me, I have to be careful what I say as a realtor, because there is a common sense issue here, but at, at the end of the day, uh, I'm not an inspector and I'm not a structural engineer. So I can give some common sense advice, 
Uh, but I also have to be careful with what I say, and I have to defer to inspectors and contractors. But here is, hopefully this episode has given you some, some common sense advice, some common sense things to think about and to look for. Hopefully you don't uh, run into a situation where you or someone buying your home is overreacting uh, or feels pressured because of the moisture issues, because of the water issues and the flash flooding that we're having. Um, that's not the way to go about it because these are, for the most part, unusual conditions. If you have any questions about any of that, please feel free to let me know. As always, my contact information is in the show notes. And uh, until next time, I hope you guys stay dry and stay safe. Take care.